Welcome back, sports fans and goons alike. We are back. Yes, it's your favorite podcast in ours. It is My Brother's an Idiot. Welcome. My name is Matt. I'm the king of the goons, and we're here to talk about sports and whatever else entertains us. And we hope you come along for the ride. So thanks. Welcome. My name's Matt. I'm the king of the goons. Let me throw you around the rest of the squad. First, holding down the fort in extreme southern command. Tank of Knox Nostalgic Collectibles. What's going on, my friend? Hi, everybody. Doing good. Hi-ho. Hi-ho. <laughs> Kermit the Frog here. Kermit How come you're always wearing here. that? How come you're always wearing that Carolina hat? Or is that a Jacksonville hat? Carolina, that is the Jaguars. And that's because okay. that's the team my daughter played for. That's the team who played for? My daughter. Scarlet. Yeah. Oh, that Jack, that Jaguars. I was like, wait, huh? <laughs> now I'm, now I'm color me confused. <laughs> We've only gotten to one introduction. We're already way off the rails. Oh, no, it's not quite there yet. Just wait. <laughs> and that lovely voice you just heard. Yes, the man we named the podcast after. He's the Gull Dagoon, the Baron, the Kaiser, the one with the hair. I summon him, my brother, Mark Goon. Your opinion is not valid. Ah! Hi. Hi. How you doing? Oh. I'll, I'll let you know. <laughs> What do you mean you'll let me know? I'll let you know. <laughs> okay. I'm scared now. What you sipping on? Uh, hoppy Refresher from Lagunitas. Oh, yes. Those are tasty. Mm -hmm. Yeah, And affordable. Yes, indeed. Well, let's get right into it. Boys, we have come to the end. We have come to the finals. It is the final matchup of the worst mascots in the NBA. It's been a long road. To get to where we are, lots of agreeing, basically, on teams that suck, names that suck. We've all decided that we hate pants, but the pants didn't make it this far. I don't know how that happened. Yeah, well, how be, did that? It, I'll tell you, well, because you can see who's in it, right? It's the Jazz and the Pistons. Who, who knocked out New York, though? The Jazz. The Jazz. Oh my God. Okay, yeah, yeah so that makes. That was the week you sense. missed, and we looked no, at it. We're like, "This is the ago. finals right here." Yeah. <laughs> the way we've been talking about the Jazz as a mascot for like six weeks, you just see <laughs> this one coming. <laughs> However, the Cinderella one for me. Really? Mm -hmm. I mean, they sailed through every matchup they've had, but we'll see how it goes. So, gentlemen, starting with you, Tank, you've got misplaced geographical musical style and car part. What say you? Who's the worst? They're both awful. Um, I'm going to stick with the, uh, the Cinderella. Uh, I think uh, the jazz. Not only is it kind of just ineffable as a thing because it's not a physical thing of any kind it's also in the wrong location by leaps and bounds and i think that makes it worse because at least detroit pistons makes sense 
Mark, what say you? I'm. How did the piston? The Pistons. Who did they beat? The Celtics, I think. Oh, okay, that makes sense. <laughs> I, I feel, yeah, I feel like the other the other um, bracket would have been a little bit more. Uh, I don't know, a little bit more competition. Um, the misplaced musical reference definitely wins this matchup, hands down. It's not even close. Yeah, I'm on the same page. At least the Pistons make sense. This is the Broncos getting uh, not – this is the Broncos getting Atlanta in the Super Bowl. Yeah, and not Minnesota. (laughs) Right, yeah, that's what this is. The Super Bowl game was the AFC championship, yeah. Because Morton couldn't hit a field goal. (laughs) <laughs> when it was jazz versus knicks that was the that was yeah the, that's what we said last two weeks ago winner. Yeah. jazz and knicks is probably going to be the yeah. winner of it all because it's the jazz and it's pants yeah <laughs> pants versus music and, and, and pants ended up being in the title of two of our episodes they were so stupid <laughs> because it was so bad <laughs> I know. Well, to bring the longest running intro bit in the history of this show to a close, it is longest continuous running. Yeah, correct. Yeah, it it, it is uh, my dishonor to present to you, ladies and gentlemen of Goonland, the Jazz as the worst mascot in the NBA. Hooray! Good job, Jazz. Good job. It can only be one of two teams, really. Good job, Steve. I I mean, we could have made a case for the Celtics if because you missed that week. That would have been a week maybe where you may have swung us away from Pistons and onto Celtics just because of the mispronunciation. But (laughs) stupid fucking Celtics. No. We narrowed that down to more than the thing that it represents, it's the fault of the community that it exists in. I mean, that's a really well-spoken way to say <laughs> having the jazz in Utah sucks. Yeah. <laughs> right. I could probably count on one hand the number of jazz clubs in Salt Lake City. I don't know. Yeah. Is it more than one? Because I'd be surprised if that's <laughs> yeah. yeah, right. Yeah. So they allow jazz in Utah? Oh, they just don't like drinking. They're fine with music. Mm-hmm. They're fine with some music. Bong. No, those are the Amish. <laughs> my bad. Right. Let's move on before we get ourselves into a lot of trouble. Oh my gosh, <laughs> I almost did too. I'm like fighting the urge. My, that's, my, filter, my filter is somehow holding. That's me seeing it coming and knowing we have got to move on, else it's going to get really bad really quick. Change the subject. I'm trying. <laughs> Let's talk about the NFL and news and notes this week. Uh, looks oh, like that could have been really bad. Denver's got their coaching staff, uh, gentlemen. Uh, Joe Lombardi on offense and Vance Joseph on defense as the coordinators. Mark, starting with you, what do you think? Yeah, um, I think I actually said something about Joe Lombardi when we were talking about Sean Payton in the first place being his offensive coordinator. Um, I'm pretty sure I said that. 
I think actually we all said that. So it, it doesn't really come as a surprise to me that it's Joe Lombardi. Um, he was out there. He was available. He's a guy that, you know, is very familiar with Sean Payton's system. Um, the Vance Joseph thing, after this whole process is said and done, I'm also not very surprised by it. Um, you know, the, the coming back after a couple of years and having to prove himself to an old fan base and that kind of thing. Um, and, you know, he he was a Colorado guy and then kind of just fell off the face of Colorado. So he's trying to win back Colorado maybe or something. I don't know. But I think it's a cool story. And uh, uh, he'll get another opportunity somewhere else to be a head coach maybe after this year. Um, we'll see. But uh, I, I'm not surprised by it at all. Um, I think it's we all kind of saw it coming after the last couple of weeks. Yeah, Tank, I got to give Vance Joseph a hell of a lot of respect for actually taking this job um, based on, I mean, it's just three years ago he got run out of town on a rail because he was, quote, unquote, the worst head coach we'd had in a while, even following up. The nonsense that happened before with McDaniels. Um, and Lombardi, you know, he's going to fall into that B enemy role, kind of help coach and teach the offense. But uh, Peyton's going to be the primary play caller. I like what they're doing here. I would tend to agree with that at this point. Um, I was surprised about the Joseph hire to a, just a certain extent because I legitimately thought they were going to try and keep Evero around, but I understand why they got rid of him. And well, they didn't get rid of him. They let him out of his contract. They let him leave. Yeah, they I'm let sorry. him leave. Yeah. Um, I guess that was more his decision. Mm-hmm. I guess I, I was just hopeful that they'd be able to keep him around for another right. year or two. Um, but I understand why he left. Uh, Vance is decent as a defensive coordinator. Um, Luckily, this time around, he seems to have more skill to work with than when he was with us last. So hopefully that pays off. Um, and even that's kind of questionable because we had some good edges at that point. But I don't know. Good for him. Hopefully he gets a chance to prove himself again and he'll probably be skating out of here if if they're successful in the next two to three years, I'm assuming as a find another head coaching job. And like you said, Lombardi is a, he is a hire to be an offensive coordinator. He's not looking for a head coaching job. He's there to be the offensive coordinator. So the only time that will change is if it's ineffective, I'm guessing. Well, I mean, if it's ineffective, at least in terms of, play calling and design that that's all going to lay on the head coach. Exactly. This, yeah. This, this, yeah. this is his gig, right? Yeah. Um, yeah. He knows Lombardi. He trusts him. Um, if this is going to be all the way down. And I think the, the only way that, like you said, if he, if it's not working is the only way that he leaves. And if it's not working, then there's probably going to be mass changes. As probably because Sean's not working either. At all. Right. Right. The, uh, the players all say that they love playing for Vance Joseph. He just does a lot of fun twists and gimmicks and all that kind of fun stuff. So they all <clears throat> like the system that they're in. Um, 
Sean Payton is not here as a head coach immediately to fix the defense, which is why he brought in, you know, someone, someone with head coaching experience to run that side of the locker room so he can focus less on that and more on kicking Russ's ass and, you know, all that kind of shit he's going to have to deal with just getting the offense to where it needs to be. So I, it's a it's a nice move and, you know, the Vance Joseph coming home story, hopefully it works out for him, man. Hopefully it does. I never did but, dislike the guy. No, agreed. He's, he just he's a wasn't low, right? He, and he was having ready. the time of his life. Yeah, I mean that's not his fault. He wasn't ready to be a coach. Hilarious. It's he, still uh, fucking hilarious. And and let's not forget he was saddled with Paxton Lynch. Oh yeah. Who just got benched in the XFL last week. Right. Uh, And before we move on to the next topic, I would like to point out that uh, I believe that Paxton Lynch is the only player to have ever been benched mid-game in the NFL, the CFL, the USFL, and the XFL. (laughs) That's probably a safe. Hey, you know, just (laughs) thank God the guy's trying, right? Chasing the dream, man. Giving it a shot. Yeah. Still chasing him. the dream, but still, I mean. It's like Tim Tebow playing baseball, man. <laughs> Just chasing the dream. Chasing the dream. <laughs> uh, I, I'm also looking forward to Thursday press conferences and getting more Vancisms. Like, it's good things happening and it's bad things happening. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and calling people tall. <laughs> how, how, how good the practices were. All oh, week. yeah. We had a great week yeah. of practice. Wednesday was great. I don't know what happened. <laughs> well, hopefully there's not a whole lot of that, but yes. yeah. Yeah. And, and tank said it right. They've, he's got more talent to work with. I mean, there were uh, times last season in Arizona. I mean, you can even point to when they played Denver, um, D hop volunteered to play corner in the middle yeah, of that just, game they because they didn't have, have any more corners. Yeah. They didn't have anybody. D hop's like, all right, I'll, I'll play. <laughs> like, <laughs> best wide receiver in the league. I'll, I'll play corner, whatever. You need help? Let's go. We had Buddha Baker and uh, roided up JJ Watt, and that was about it. Yeah. Oh, well. looking and forward JJ to next Watt season. On one leg. No. Yeah, looking looking forward to the season. They've definitely got a good staff put together, and hopefully, some good things to come with free agency, which we'll cover in the next show. Uh, Mark, you mentioned Russ and some of the drama that's surrounding him. I don't know if you got a chance to read the piece in the Athletic uh, with some anonymous sources citing that uh, Russ had tried to get Pete Carroll and the GM in Seattle fired, uh, which he promptly came out. Uh, Russ did um, and called it essentially nothing but lies. And it was a pretty strong rebuttal of the content. Um, what do you think about the article? Did you get a chance to read it? Um, no, but I caught most of the drift of it um, just through various sources and, you know, the Twitter and all that stuff. I, I 100% believe that that could have happened. 100% believe that that could have happened, you know, probably after the second Super Bowl, um, they probably ran up there and, you know, cried to the owners. It just seems like something Russ would do, you know, now, now that we know more about Russell Wilson and how much he is, you know, in the front office all the time and uh, such a kiss up to the media and the ownership and all that kind of stuff. I could definitely see him going behind Pete Carroll's back and trying to get him fired. Tank, your reaction. Uh, 
I think it's partially true. I don't think it's to the extent that they expressed, but I do bet that there was some behind the doors conferences happening with Russ and the ownership saying, Hey, I can't work with this guy anymore the way that we're doing this. And that discussion probably did take place to some extent. Um, but yeah, there's only so much you can do. And yeah, I mean, that makes sense. It makes sense. He probably did. There probably was something going on in the back room just to try and get someone in there that he wanted, which apparently was Sean Payton, based on the all the rumors and innuendo that it was actually him trying to get Sean Payton to come over to Seattle. So that's interesting. I don't know. I don't, Mark, I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> you just sent a message in the Facebook chat. Yeah, you did. I did? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's what? what I was wondering. <laughs> oh, well, I have no idea. Yeah. I don't know if you can see it. There's a smiley face. Hold on. There's yeah. a smiley face. You know, you... I don't know. I was I was trying to scroll up in one hand and multitask, and I don't know. I, I don't know what the hell you're talking about. There you go. Inside <laughs> baseball, Matt just fat figured our Facebook Messenger chat that we use to do our agendas. <laughs> well, it just fucked me up on the place where I was at because we don't have a handwritten agenda. You know, so I usually have it on the map on the app on the other screen, but when you set that, it sent me straight to the bottom. <laughs> <laughs> So I got to scroll up like three paragraphs because I lost Gosh, where dang I was. Hi, right. <laughs> Ghost of Sarah. Wow. All right. So we've reacted to that. Let's talk about some other news around the NFL. And the biggest one that came out, uh, Jalen Carter, the um, who's a projected to be the number, possibly be the number one pick, uh, has a warrant out for his arrest. Um after a what seems like a drag race that ended up with one or more people, I didn't read the entire report completely, but it seemed like it's at least one, maybe two people lost their lives. Um, yeah. Got, um, now he is charged with two misdemeanors. Um, Sarah. Okay, Sarah's walking by. Everyone says hi. <laughs> uh, he is charged with misdemeanors, and by all reports, he went and turned himself in. Tank uh, now is back at the combine. Do you think this impacts his? draft grade at all i mean it will a little bit but i don't know how much it's gonna change it um i don't see him going number one overall just because i don't see the bears staying at number one um i do think that will be their pick if they can move down a couple spaces and then grab him still um but it might give them more leniency to move farther down into the top 10 just because that it being so close to the draft and during the combine, I think is going to have, you know, some negative implications. I don't really see him doing jail time, but just as a character issue being a thing. Um, he's still probably going to be top 10, though. He's still going to be, he's still the number one defensive tackle. Like it's, it's not going to drop him very far, I don't think. All right. And it's worth noting that this didn't actually happen during the combine. The arrest yeah. warrants were issued during the combine. This happened in the middle of January. Yeah, this happened a while ago. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Mark, do you think 
And and if so, what kind of discipline do you think the NFL would levy upon him as a uh, code of conduct kind of a situation? It's really interesting, right? Um, there's not much of a uh, any kind of precursor to this. Like, what 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 else would there be? Um, Terrell Pryor getting a year suspension from the draft, right? for the autograph thing is probably the closest thing we've seen to anything like yeah. this. Um, there's also the, what's the offensive tackles name who posted, got that picture posted on. Um, Tunsil. Yeah. Tunsil, the Tunsil picture Tunsil. that dropped in the middle of that draft. That dropped, dropped, him, spots. dropped him quite a bit. Um, yeah, he was <clears throat> I don't know. I'm not sure if the NFL can levy any kind of thing. Um, just to the fact that, you know, in January, he's not working for the NFL at that point. Um, they can discipline him in other ways. Uh, what I, what I will think would be interesting is how far down the bears want to try to trade to keep him on their radar. You know, they could go down to four and still get him. Now they could trade down again and still get him, you know, like how many chances do the bears want to take to get? You know, if that's the guy they've got pegged too, right? They're right. They could go in a different direction. You never know. It's the You're Bears. right. You're right. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, I it's, I think it's going to be interesting to see what the NFL does, if anything, um, you know, with their personal conduct policy and the things that they do, depending on what the allegations are, even before uh, the courts have had their say. So. More to come for sure. Let's see what happens there. Uh, finally, the other big news in the NFL this week, and really it's all about speculation. Uh, guys, what do you think is going to happen with Lamar Jackson? Um, he reportedly, before the season, turned down uh, $49 million a year with $133 million guaranteed on a six-year deal um, and is looking for something along the lines of Deshaun money. Um do you think he's going to get it? I don't. Do, you, do I think he's going to get that the guaranteed money? Because I think that's what he's looking for. Mm-hmm. He wants the guarantee to be higher. Um, yeah, I think he gets it. There's enough teams that are quarterback needy right now that if he does fall from grace in Baltimore, especially with the pantsing they're taking at this moment, um. He could end up going somewhere else, and someone's going to give him that money. Someone's going to give him the guaranteed money that uh, Deshaun got. I think. Mark, yeah, unfortunately, <clears throat> unfortunately, quarterbacks are hard to come by, and that's why they get the money that they do, right? And we always we've talked about it for probably twenty years, you know, going back that there's always the next man up who's going to get paid. There's always the next man up who's going to get paid. And it really does seem like Lamar Jackson is that guy this time. Um, So he's going to get that money. I don't know if he's going to get it for Baltimore, Um, but the asking price for Baltimore, I think is going to be higher from Lamar than any other team that might be a suitor. He might be more willing to go somewhere else at this point uh, with everything else going on and the way they've kind of messed around with this, whole process this whole time he might be able to go and get you know a a contract somewhere else and take a little bit of a cut but i think he's going to get that money there's just too many teams that need a qb do you think that baltimore franchises him 
so they don't lose out on any capital whatsoever. I think that is a dangerous way to do it for them. Yeah, because he's already I, disgruntled. I think you're gonna you're gonna you're gonna hurt him even more at this point. Because at this point, it's it is you're messing with the man's pride at this point. I you know, seemingly think- he's earned a guaranteed contract. If you're gonna offer a contract like they did to Deshaun, yes, Cleveland fucked up the market. I understand that, but if you're gonna be offering that level of guarantee. I think he'd be willing to drop the yearly price if the guarantee was higher. And if Ravens decide to try and stick him with the franchise tag, which will give him a decent amount of money, I think that'd be what 40. Yeah. It's like 40 something million five for the year, 5 million a year. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, the money's good, but he's not going to appreciate that personally, I think. And that'd be an issue. No, it isn't his, um, situation a little bit different than most isn't it a like a restricted franchise or something like that if i'm not mistaken like, I, I remember seeing something about you that. are correct about that so i i don't know how that works um I but there's something weird about the contract. they're allowed to restrict tag him this year so no one else can make an offer on him but if they do that, they cannot do it next year. I thought that that I like thought that. it was something to um, it, it, they can they can't exclusive franchise him, so other teams can offer him money. Right? Is that the way it works? Yeah, I thought that was next there, year. There are two ways to do it: yeah. you can exclusive or non-exclusive. If you exclusive tag him, it's about forty-five million dollars, and no one else can get him. If you non-exclusive tag him. It's about 32, but he can take a different offer, which will then cost first round picks. I mean, that, that sounds about right. I mean, that I think that that's probably something that they would be willing to do. (laughs) Um, If they don't get a contract done before that, you know, free agency starts, they'll probably restrict him. It's, it all depends on if they can meet on the money. And if at, at this point, I don't think they're going to be able to. Doesn't the tag have to happen by Wednesday, like two weeks from now or something like that? It's the 15th. Yeah, it's, it's it? coming up. It's coming up the, really soon. The tag deadline mm-hmm. is the 15th for exclusive or something like that. So, Yeah, exactly. Through the beginning of the, the new league year, you have to have it done before the league year yeah. starts. Yeah. So I I think he's gonna get his money. I I think if you're Baltimore, you're smart and you non-exclusive tag him and let him find a deal that at least you're not letting him walk for nothing. Um I also think that whoever decides to pay him two hundred and fifty million dollars guaranteed is probably dumb. Um we've seen that he has been unable to stay on the field um for significant stretches of the last two seasons we've had the discussion about how a primary running quarterback does not have longevity in the league is that something that you want to throw that much money and salary cap space behind i think you can with him and the only reason i say that is because i that's the second part of what i was talking about when the ravens are getting kind of pantsed in the uh, media right now is because 
there is a lot of current and former players um, just crushing their coaching coaching staff, uh, specifically their strength staff and their training staff um, for doing things that are causing harm to their players, which is why they have the top five, I think, in injuries in the last five years, every single year. Um, that's not a good track record. And I think that actually would be helpful to Lamar having that information out in the world. Cause it's like, well, that's not me. It's that they're not doing it right. So also aren't there former receivers right now on Twitter calling out the GM saying that it's not <laughs> our fault that we sucked. You <laughs> throws the fucking, the, the guy who throws the ball can't fucking throw it. <laughs> yeah. Receivers, running backs, and yeah, it, several it's, other skilled players. I saw I saw the initial tweet, and I heard about the response. The initial tweet by the Ravens uh, GM, which has since been taken down, essentially said, "We still haven't hit on a All Pro type wide receiver," and he's right. They have the Ravens have never drafted a, a, a receiver to make um, the Pro Bowl. Um, However, <laughs> right. However, yeah. Uh, I, however, to your point, you know, the offense has got to work. Receiver is such a dependent position. And I think it was Rashad Bateman. I think it was the cat. Yeah, that that was exactly was the big one, yeah. yeah, right. And and he was just drafted um, going into the 21 season. So he's just yeah, two years ago. Him. Yeah. So <laughs> he's got a chance. I mean, that kid's got some pretty significant talent. But um, again, you've got that. And we said it, that primary running quarterback, yeah, he's a cheat code with the ball in his hands, and he's dangerous in the open field. Um, but linebackers are more dangerous. Yeah, right. <laughs> exactly. Strong safeties are very dangerous. <laughs> they can well, I, think if, up. I think if they – they also changed up his offense significantly multiple times. And that may have played a role a little bit on that one. But you're right. The biggest issue that they have is they have no they have no receiving core. Their best receiver is a tight end. You know, and it's been that way for the Ravens for most of their existence. No matter who the quarterback was. Even when it was Flacco, who was the all pro all pro receiver there? Their tight ends. That's that's who got the ball the most. So yeah, he is a primary runner, and he probably she should step away from that a little. But they also didn't design the offense for him to throw in it properly because they don't give him enough weapons to throw the ball to. And I think that may impact some things. So we'll see. Yep. Definitely going to be interesting. And you can definitely tell that the league is mad at the Browns for screwing up the market the way they did for what really are damaged goods. And there's no reason why that guy should have got that money that soon after guaranteed. that happened. Right. It's just, I I'm still stunned. Not even after what happened off the field. Like he hadn't played in over a year. It was what almost, it was, it wasn't quite two years, but it was pretty close to two years since he had played before he finally took a snap for the Browns. 
So mm-hmm. that's pretty stupid and dangerous. Should have kept Mayfield. <laughs> oh, the Browns. Yeah, let him keep. Not... Let him keep Baker because he's terrible. They should have not screwed Baker, and they should have forced him to get surgery in the middle of the season when he needed it, rather than him ride the season out and tear his shoulder to pieces so that he's basically a fucking, you know, nothing now. He's nothing now because his shoulder is just shot. Well, let's not all chalk that up to injury. He's a major head case. He's Oh, he has a head case, but if they would have forced him to get the he's surgery. Manziel light. But he, if they would have forced him to get the surgery or allowed him to get the surgery, whoever's being honest in that scenario, we don't know. Um, then at least he would have physically been able to stay competitive rather than also, destroying his shoulder. How how nice could the, the beds be at the stadium? Because that's where he lived. <laughs> All those <fucking laughs> probably probably didn't there. help either. That's right. why he ended up getting shit on so hard. Is he was he was so much a face of the franchise, and it was such a big fall that it destroyed any credibility that he had. Or the Browns. <laughs> well, they've been destroying their credibility for not, thirty years. Not like the so. Browns have had any. Yeah. <laughs> Even their, well, their credibility the Brown, is a jersey with the, fifty names on it. I I went to the game where the Browns were supposed to be good, and then the Broncos beat them badly. Remember how cold that game was? Were you at that game? Mm-hmm. And all the Yahoo Browns fans just got so stinking drunk that they were all just sliding down because it was so icy. <laughs> That's right. And the Broncos <laughs> blew them out too. And Baker was supposed to be this hot shit. You know, it was right at the beginning of the year, I think. I, I can't remember, but that was that was fun. <laughs> and he never should have been the first pick of that draft. Let's be perfectly honest. Uh he was never going to be that guy. There are clearly more, more talented quarterbacks now better. That's, you know, I, I think he's probably better than Josh Rosen because he, you know, at least played um, in the last two years, but there are more talented quarterbacks to be had in that draft. And Baker was not the guy and he proved that he's not the guy. I mean, you can point to the injury all you want, but he's a major head case, an absolute major head case. Yeah. I'm not wrong about that part. He reminds me of uh God, what was the name of the guy that got drafted into Indianapolis? Had a million dollar arm and a two cent head. Jeff George. Jeff George. He reminds me of Jeff George without the cannon. That's not wrong. Jeff George was a cancer. <laughs> yeah. So all right, that's enough brown stock. I'm over it. You guys over it? Yeah. Okay. I'm over it. I'm really, I'm really bored. I changed my name because I was so bored. Yeah. Right. Uh, major Goldagoon, major head major case head now. Case. Yes. You, are. <laughs> <laughs> you have a five cent arm and a two cent head. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for giving me two cents on the brain, bro. Yeah. You're welcome, bro. <laughs> All right. This is your bi weekly reminder that Nikola Jokic is the greatest basketball player in the world and even though i shouldn't have to prove it to you he was just named again the nba player of the month for february that makes january and february well on his way to a third straight mvp uh but guys there are still people 
who just will not believe. Yeah, who are you that, talking about, Matt? I'm talking about Kendrick Perkins. Can I say something Hello? about that? You absolutely may, sir. Ooh, ooh, ooh. Did you not see what Vic Lombardi was on about on Twitter today? Oh, yeah. He, has, I've been he has an interview with Kendrick Perkins from 10 days ago where he says that mm -hmm. Nikola Jokic is the best basketball player in the world. <laughs> So the whole thing is an ESPN put-up job. It's just a put-up job. This whole argument is invalid because they don't even believe it. They just need to fill time on the air. Well, and the, the biggest... Go ahead. The biggest problem with Kendrick's most recent... Um, let's go rant is that he also called out two other former MVPs that were white and basically said that if you win the MVP as a white player in the NBA, it's just because you're white. And I was like, that's a rough call, isn't it? Isn't that a, that's a big. So I get where, where his, where everyone's saying that. But I also understand where he's coming from, where the MVP of the leagues those years didn't win the NBA championship. That's what he was referring to, actually. But he's such a bad guy now for ESPN that he's going to you know, take that white boy thing and run with it. But that he did the have problem. some... The initial statement, I understand, that yeah. the, the season MVP didn't win the championship. And you know what? That's why there's a regular season MVP and a finals MVP. Those are two different players sometimes. Correct. Those yes. are two different players often. Most actually. of the time. Not yeah. just white guys. Yeah. Um, right. That's that's the problem is that he took that statement, which is accurate, and then turned it into something that he didn't need to to try and prove a point that wasn't worth proving. I think. And he's also, also doing it for you know, the clicks. He, he, <laughs> he also pointed to the scoring and how those three players, and it's Nowitzki, uh, it's um, Steve Nash. Steve Nash, Nash, Nash. And now, yeah, Nash, 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 back to back, and Joker. And said so they were not in the top 10 in scoring. But then he turned around and, and brought up Chris Paul, who he thought should have won in 2021, which is fine. You can have that opinion. I. Mm -hmm. Chris Paul had a fantastic season. Chris Paul wasn't even in the top 50 in scoring that year. No. So I I honestly think that he probably that that two things have happened here. Um one um caught by a reporter just trying to be nice, saying some nice things and then gets on the major network and tries to make a point. Let's let Kendrick Perkins had a very long career in the NBA as a throwback enforcer goon. And I don't mean not, I don't mean goon like us. I mean no. he's a bully. He, he was Robert Parrish without the offense. That's who he was. And he did it for a very long time. And he got away with pushing people around and scowling and never smiling and playing physically. And then he turns around and says this garbage, which only only helps to support this BS narrative that he's a stat pattern. And if if you call Nikola Jokic a stat pattern, you're obviously not watching the games because yeah. he's making every decision correctly and it's in the flow of the game.
you know, they don't play ISO ball in Denver. I don't know if you guys on the East and West coast have noticed this or not, but they don't play ISO ball. It's a team game. And yeah, you're right. He didn't win the, the finals. The last two times he won the MVP. Hey, you know what happened the first time he won the MVP? Jamal got hurt. You want to happen the second time he won the MVP? He didn't have Jamal or MPJ. What happens when he's got both of them? They're five games ahead in the West. They're kicking ass and taking names that clearly you're not watching the, the, the game. You're not watching how he plays the game. And the narrative is ridiculous. I'm glad we have another punching bag besides Nick Wright to talk about. <laughs> well, it's this guy is obviously vying for to be the next Stephen A. You know, he's one of those or Jason Whitlock or one of those guys. He's he's trying to get to that level now, which is what he was doing during his career as being an irritant and a dickhead. And now he's going to try to make a media career out of it like those guys. Uh, he was told by ESPN to come up with an argument. And this was the argument so that they can have hours on TV filled by him. What you think and, if they would have done that, they would have set him up with some better stats. But yeah, it's, it's ESPN, bro. They two years ago they had they Bishop care. Sycamore on TV. Yeah, they don't <laughs> care what what why they're getting clicks. They just want the clicks. <laughs> yes. It's Disney. We all know what's going on here. <laughs> mm-hmm. well, I wonder how much of that is Disney's decision making and how much of that is in-house ESPN stuff, but yeah. Oh, yeah. Same people-ish. You know, they have the same motivation. But, yeah, he made himself look like a fucking moron, unfortunately, for him. But hope he gets paid well for making nonsense arguments. I mean, technically, we get paid for making nonsense arguments. I think we've made $13 in two and a half years. Yeah, $13! (laughs) Wait, you want to know? I'll look it up right now. I didn't even know where we're at. Here, let's... Inside baseball, the goon squad for just a minute. I'll, let's let's see how much. I'll bet it's less than twenty dollars. Oh, it's absolutely less than it's thirteen sixty four cents. That's how it's in our little anchor <laughs> account. There you go. <laughs> Yay for us! So we you get paid for stupid pizza. stuff. <laughs> <Right>? <laughs> oh, we could get a couple at uh, Little Caesars. Oh yeah, we that's get right. two pizzas. Yeah. yeah. Ooh. Hot, hot and ready. <laughs> I thought that's what they called you on Friday nights. <laughs> hot and ready. <laughs> or little teaser. <laughs> Help! Oh. In the family yep. we are, nope. it could be a little serious. <laughs> <laughs> Can't even get the joke out. Right. You gotta... <laughs> Our, our Caesars are actually little. <laughs> <laughs> all right, let's move on to some other stuff for the NBA. Now that all the moving around in the in the league has stopped and people have uh, been bought out and re-signed in other places, the Western Conference looks one hell of a lot different, boys, than it did even two weeks ago. Uh, you've got new faces in L.A. You've got new faces in Phoenix. You've got new faces in Denver. Um not to mention Dallas, who managed to go and slipped into the seventh spot um, after adding Kyrie. Gentlemen, uh, Mark, I'm going to start with you. What's your outlook on the Western Conference, and how do you think it's going to shake out those last 20-something games? Um, I'm fairly hopeful that uh, the Nuggets can stay in the lead. Um, 
this this whole thing with John Morant suddenly in Memphis uh, could be a deterrent of some kind. Uh, even if it's just mentally, it could throw throw his game off. Um, you know, and then the, the, there's still a lot of gelling to do with these other teams um, and getting people back in the mix and, and that kind of stuff. So, you know, a lot of these teams, even though they're looking pretty good, will probably have a setback or two just because they're learning all the new pieces around them. You know what I mean? So I imagine the Nuggets go in still as the one seed. Um, I, I'm going to be hopeful that we can get like a uh, <clears throat> four or five matchup that, you know, has like Phoenix and somebody else really, you know, powerful in there. Maybe even Dallas, <laughs> Dallas, Phoenix, four or five matchup. And they could just beat each other up for a series before we get to them. That would well, be mean- nice. We're 62 to 64 games into it, right? So we've got anywhere from, you know, 20 to 18 games left. Right now, it's Suns Warriors at four or five. I mean, that would be great, too. Right? <laughs> Let those two beat each other up. Right. <laughs> and you've got I'm... Grizzlies, Kings at two and three. And I said it two weeks ago. I don't think that the Grizzlies are going to get out of the first round. They wow. do not play playoff basketball. It is awful. Um, well, and Jaws in some trouble. <laughs> yeah, it's starting to look more and more like that might be an accurate statement. <laughs> Jaws jaw, jaw, got a whoopsie. <laughs> yeah. Jaws, yeah, go Jaws ahead and go ahead and elaborate that point there, Mark. <laughs> uh, Tank, you probably have a little bit more accurate information than well, the well, blur that I saw on Twitter when I was taking a shit this morning. issues go on involving potentially physically assaulting another human being like a lot and that's not great generally speaking say say what he did to him well i didn't i didn't i didn't uh i didn't go into all of the detail on that one actually but uh oh my god it's so finger in the your finger in the board again. <laughs> Thanks for the finger again, Matt. <laughs> <laughs> Remember what I said about the initial name, Tank? <laughs> yes. <laughs> Let's see. I'm Hello? trying to look up what he did. Hello. Oh, hi. <laughs> no, he like what was it? He like picked him up, choked him took his belt off and whipped him with her. Yeah, he, like that. It was at a pickup basketball game during the All-Star break last year. <laughs> oh, no. Yeah, he whipped him like like old school whipping, kind of. Yeah. And also has a, there's a, also a gun charge in there somewhere. Yeah. Um, I was traveling almost all day, so I didn't see any of this yet. I, I said it. Jaws in trouble. Yeah. <laughs> right. Beat up a teenager. So it's oh, gonna no. And yeah. threatened oh, a mall no. security guard with a gun. What? <laughs> How are you going to go after Paul Blart with a gun? Jaw did an oopsie. <laughs> I will say it was a 17-year-old teenager, so close to an adult at least. But still a salt of a minor. (laughs) You're right. Pick up basketball game. Yeah. Jesus. Not crazy. Trouble. Oh boy. So Um, like I said, even if it's mentally, I'll bet he takes a step back. Right. 
Yeah, yeah he might. He the might. flashing the see weirdly enough, the flashing the gun is going to be the big one on that one. Yeah, because that's that's a big basically no-no. automatically yeah. a felony. So right. <laughs> the assault, you know, you could questionably plead that down to misdemeanor. But generally speaking, if you go around threatening people with a gun, you go to jail for that. Yeah, and mm-hmm. what does Kamish do at this point? You know. He has to hit him with it. He yeah. has to hit him with this. If if anything comes out, this is all nothing. Nothing's going to happen now. That's right. the biggest thing. Right. Nothing is going to happen now unless for some reason they feel it's necessary to drop the hammer here. But I don't see that happening. That's only if like some video evidence slips out or that's the pictures big or something. If something They're, like that, where there's some physical evidence of the actual thing happening, he's he's got to go out immediately. Yeah, and purportedly there is not enough visual evidence for them to immediately hit him with anything. But if this does go to the courts in any way, I think they're going to have to step in and do something. Yeah. yeah. Does the NBA have the kind of track record that would inspire confidence and be able to make that decision. No, no, <laughs> not really. Like once not recently. Twice. No, yeah. not recently. <laughs> once or twice in the last decade, maybe. Where Stern they... stepped down because he was really good, and then uh, mm. this new guy came in and started with the hammer, and then completely turned into a shell. <laughs> That's what I was about to say. Like yeah. when he first started, there was a couple big suspensions early, but. Yeah, and he had to deal with the uh, David or Donald Sterling stuff too. Mm. That was which, like his like first month on the job. Which yeah, yeah. which was and, and let's be honest, he probably wouldn't have done anything except the entire team was going to walk off the floor. Yes. So exactly. once you impact, yeah, once you impact what's happening and the on the court product and the entertaining mean, people are going to watch basketball, and if there's no basketball to be watched. Well, he and had, the, and the big, had to do it. The biggest part of that was the immediate media firestorm when the tape was released right. with right. Donald Sterling. Like there was evidence that something had happened, and it was directly applicable and sent out to the media and said, "No, he did do this. This happened. There is no bullshit here." And that's what got that kind of rolling downhill very quickly. In this case, there. There's allegations. There apparently is some evidence, but it's not. You can't visually see it. So, but he's in trouble. Oh yeah, he's probably in trouble. He's going to be spending a lot of time with lawyers and not paying attention to basketball. <laughs> right. <laughs> I actually doubt that, but yeah, I get what you're saying. <laughs> right. <laughs> a little bit of a distraction. A couple. Of I think right? that's the biggest part. Is it going to be distracting for the rest of the team, not knowing if he's going to be sticking around for the run or anything like that? Mm-hmm. So Memphis doesn't scare me at all. Right. Well, and like you said, their offense is so one-dimensional that it's... It's iso ball. It is. They're decent on iso ball. It's iso ball in transition is what they do. And they're they're decent on defense, but also, what does that mean? With... They wouldn't match up well against Denver either way. 
I think, when yeah. it comes to and We defense. are spending a lot of time on the Memphis Grizzlies. I know. Okay. I'm, yeah, I'm I trying think, to get to 7, 8, I, 9, and 10. I think the threatening one, honestly, to me, I think the threatening team here is uh, Phoenix still. Phoenix, 100%. Yeah. It's Phoenix um, and uh, I hate to say Dallas. it, but I don't really worry about Dallas that much. The, the team that... They don't scare me. The team Golden that concerns State. me is Golden State because you've got yeah. Steph coming back. Yeah. That's like adding a player because he's been out for so long. They've yeah. been there. They've been through the trenches. The only thing that I can say that's positive about that is Denver historically has played well against Golden State. And this Denver and team. This Denver, Denver team, team, yes. Yep, this Denver team has played well against Golden State, but that's still a – uh, a team that's been through the fire, that's won multiple championships, that has multiple players on that team who have won multiple championships. Um, so they, there's something to be said about the experience and actually going through the fire. And you get yeah, seven, and they're at Warriors are at five, like we said. So you have yeah. Suns and Warriors at five. The Clips are at six. I'm not worried about the Clips. You got Bones Highland and Russ Wilson running around doing Bones Highland and Russ. Russ Wilson. Westbrook. Let Westbrook yeah. cook. Yeah, let Westbrook <laughs> cook. But now you've got it's let's let's talk about the playing game. You got seven, eight, nine, and ten. So it's the Mavericks and the Timberwolves, the Jazz and the Pelicans in that order. There's not a team in that group that worries me one bit no, against this Denver at team at full speed, right? Not I mean, if everybody's healthy and everybody's playing, Mavericks, they're still trying to figure it out, and, and Kyrie is going to implode at some point. You just know that's going to happen. Well, the biggest, go ahead. The biggest thing that Denver has, and I think when you're talking about those, especially the bottom four out of those, the biggest thing that Denver has over them is their defense is better than those teams. And even that, yeah, that even goes for the Golden State. Like, yes, they're getting scoring back, but defensively, they're kind of a trash bag right now. And, um, you're going to see that on the rest of those bottom teams. Minnesota's not good on defense. Mm-hmm. Utah's not good on defense. Utah's got the worst mascot in history. Yeah. They New, Orleans, lose. New Orleans is iffy on defense. They can be good on some nights, but they have to hit a streak to make that even manageable. Yep. So um, out of those teams, though, I, I mean, yeah, the Clippers are the scariest one. They're also the highest one on the list, and that's mm-hmm. because – they're fairly even on offense right. and defense. I mean, chances are it'll either be probably the Timberwolves or the Jazz that they play, right? Um, I would assume and, so. Right. Whatever. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, whatever. I don't think it's going to be the Timberwolves. It's kind of fun to be, be in this position for once, right? And be like, yeah, it's so awesome. We're better. I, th- I like, think Utah or New Orleans comes out of that play in. To be honest, at this point, I mean, they both could. That's what yeah. I'm saying. Yeah. But right? I th- that's what I'm saying. I'm thinking yeah. those. I don't think it's going to be Minnesota. I think Minnesota drops off a cliff here at the okay. end of the season. I mean, they're four and six in the last 10, so they're struggling for sure. But then again, so is everybody else in that group. So who knows, right? Yeah. Right. Either way, they're not going to win in the first round. No. Whoever Probably it is. Probably not. Yeah. That is correct. Yeah, honestly, the scariest team out of there is it's Phoenix. It has to be, right? Out of the Western Conference. Yeah, Chris Paul and KD, if KD can stay healthy. Yeah, yeah and that's a huge put, question mark. 
Yeah. Phoenix, Phoenix and Golden State are the two teams to beat mm-hmm. that oh, aren't and, the Nuggets. And Phoenix was scary to begin with, even before KD. They mm-hmm. were a good team still. Right. So and that's a team that was in the finals last year. Exactly. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. So adding firepower to it doesn't mm-hmm. make them weaker in this scenario because it's no. not a major, it's not a major head case guy like uh, Westbrook or anything like that. It's KD who as long as he's healthy is, you know, he's, steady. he's a, wee he's a, wee head case. Not as bad though. He's, 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 it doesn't, he's not a spree shooter. He's not anything like that. Like he's fairly no, consistent he's overall, very active on social media. Yes. <laughs> but I'm talking about on the court. He's a very consistent player. He doesn't get into sprees or anything like that, where he just falls off a cliff really. So, all right, well, that's enough NBA stuff. Let's move on to the NHL gentlemen, the Colorado Avalanche. Um, pretty much firmly back, back in the playoff hunt. They're in third, four points out of first in the division with two games in hand. Uh, concerning news as Kale McCarr had a setback uh, the last few days uh, with some um, concussion-like symptoms. They haven't actually come out and said that word for this injury yet like they did the first time so it could be just precautionary uh gentlemen they have added um some players we've acquired keith kincaid from boston to add some goalie depth and brought back uh jack johnson from chicago and traded off andreas england uh mark how are things looking? Also how are you doing? Yeah. oh yeah that was today or was that yesterday yesterday yes yesterday yep yeah. Um it'll be interesting to see how that that works out. The 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 goalie trade is really interesting to me. Um it just gives us a chance to see somebody else, I guess, in goal. Um I I don't know. I don't it, it's a really interesting move. Um but you know, that it all focuses still on as McKinnon McCarr and Gabe go, so goes the Avalanche. Unfortunately, you can have all the teams and the you know all the talent in the world like they do, but Miko Rantanen can't hold down the fort on the first line forever. He needs some help, and he's he's doing an awesome job. And you know the team's stepping up and going doing a really great job. And I don't know what that game was yesterday, but uh, other than that, they've been doing really well. Uh, I don't I don't know. They just they need their captain back and they need kale to get right. If they're going to have a chance at tank, it almost seems like at this point, you know, without another major move, they're counting on the return of kale and the return of Gabe as being their big acquisitions uh, in that kind of post trading deadline scenario. Um, Got some, got some depth for sure. Mark said it, you know, they've got some goalie, depth that I think that they need with Frankie not being able to stay healthy this year. Yeah. He's taken some some time off the ice and I'm guessing that's why it's just the inconsistency or I should say, unfortunately the consistency of giving up too many points in these games is the biggest issue that there was one of the biggest issues they're having. And you can chalk that up to goalie and defense, and I think that's why they brought in the extra goalie. And I think that's why they brought in Johnson also is just to fill out that space 
they need someone to fill out the defensive space and give they're giving up too many goals on too few shots right now. And that's, that's the biggest problem that they're facing. They can score when they need to. It's just that defense is eating shit almost every game right now. And the goalies are getting just blasted. They're getting blasted on right now. And that's the biggest consistency issue. And like you said, I think McHale is the big waiting for, you know, we need him back kind of a thing. And I think Johnson was just brought in because defensively we're weak right now. We need this. We need the depth. Mark, they're seven, two, and one in their last ten. Uh, we all can kind of agree that the game against New Jersey yesterday was a bit of a hiccup. Up. Yeah, <laughs> a bit of a hiccup. Um, <laughs> well, from a, just a pure hockey fan standpoint, it was entertaining with lots of scoring. It wasn't exactly what the Avalanche were looking to do. No. <laughs> no. Right. They get everybody back, Mark. What do you think their chances are? Um, pretty. If they can get everyone back, I think it's pretty good. Um, they'll gel really quickly. This group's been playing together forever. Um, you know, they'll get to probably if they can keep everyone healthy, the Western Conference Finals or the uh, NHL Championship. But I don't. Boston's really good this year. <laughs> It's going to be tough going against those guys, and they just got a bully too. So I, it, it's going to be really interesting. But who the Bruins look really good. Well, and I think Eller was brought in also for. Um, he's a good two-way guy. So once again, I think even though you know he's um, a center, he's good defensively also. Most of the time, at least he was with Washington. So yeah, yeah. I think that helps also. They're, they're, they know their disadvantage right now, and it seems like they're trying to actively work on that and that they need to improve their defense. So, Agreed. Yeah. I think we're all aligned. Good job, guys. <laughs> well, that ties it up. As far as what we were scheduled to talk about, I will throw it around the squad for final thoughts and pimping of things. Tank, start with you. We're not going to talk about. We're uh, not going to talk about base training. Oh, did I did I screw that up? Yeah, yeah you screwed that up. Training oh, there it is. It was, <laughs> it's literally scrolly, 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 scrolly. It's like I send another upside down smiley face, you jibbero. I guess I can understand why we just skip over. Oh, it that's why, because it's right there in the corner. Like, try to yeah. I see what happened. And I can understand why because the big news that's coming out of spring training currently, at least for the Rockies, is that Brendan Rogers might be out for 2023 already. Yeah. Yeah, because yeah. he dislocated his shoulder. Mm-hmm. So, <laughs> yeah, if he's got before the season even starts, Rocky shot themselves <laughs> in the dick again. Uh, All right, and for through no fault of their own, right? That's no just, fault of their own. Yeah, no, but it's just the Rockies. Like they're the Rockies. This is the Rockies thing, you know. Yeah. Like, and he went back. And one of your wee little signs of hope, and then he went and played again. Yeah. One of those mm-hmm. wee little signs of hope you had on the team. <laughs> right. Now you've got the ghost of Charlie Blackman and <laughs> fucking the bad back uh, who they spent eight million fucking bajillion dollars on just to say oh, that they Chris spent Bryant. money. Yeah, the back. 
the it's back. interesting to see who they're going to put in at second. Because I always, I always liked Mark Slareth called him Iron Man. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> it's be interesting to see who they try to put in second. Yeah. Like, because I don't think they're going to move McMahon back to second, even though he's played before. So I'm assuming it's going to end up being Cole Tucker, which. Yeah. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> we'll see, I guess, what happens right. there. Right. Um, but yes, unfortunate news almost immediately as the uh, Rockies get into spring training. So. <laughs> Oh, and Mark, the other big real thing that's coming out of spring training so far are the players adapting to the new rules and the clocks are in play in the major leagues. <laughs> what do you see happening out there, bud? Well, I know that uh, Manny Machado got a delay of game or whatever in one of the first games and subsequently two days later got paid. <laughs> <laughs> San Diego gave him the truck. <laughs> yeah. They are they very, very actively trying to buy they a gave championship. Him the fucking truck. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's been consistent over the last couple of years with San Diego. Oh, I know. They, they, they are the, trying so hard to buy a championship like the oh Dodgers right God. now. But they just can't do it. it. It just never works for them for for whatever reason. It's like watching the Jets in the 2000s, the, you know, the 2010s. and that, They're just buying all these players, and then they just suck. <laughs> well, we'll see what happens because, the, the, like you said, the rule changes, especially the, the count now. Because yeah. Correa was another one that basically forgot that there was a count now. Yeah. Once he was right. just standing there like a jackass until he got called on it. <laughs> and... I'm wondering if that's going to do one of two things. Either that's going to help pitchers gain more control or it's going to force pitchers to, I don't know, adapt to just being ready all the time. I don't really know what's going to happen. Pitchers pitchers and batters, and it's going to make things a a little bit more interesting so that, you know, the, the pitcher is going to be a little bit sloppy, but you also have to think that without their 20 seconds of, you know, my, my guy doing this, you know, back in the day, and, yeah, and, yeah it's, it eliminates all those little nuances that they're so used to. So now instead of, you know, striking out, you know, maybe a bad pitch and a bad swing leads to a, you know, infield single, you know, it, it's, it's going to maybe affect and bring about a lot more small ball, which is what Major League Baseball really needs if they want to be continue to be exciting. Which I think is an unintended consequence, but I think also would be one of the best things for absolutely. Them. That's I don't why think they that's fixed the, the shift. Yeah, that's not the intended <laughs> consequence. I don't think that was the. They were like, "Oh yeah, we want more small ball." No, I don't think that's what they were going for. But I think that's what it's going to happen, I, and that I will. Think- I think that's what they do want, though, because they realize, you know, that the coaches and the players are all strikeout or home run right now. Oh, yeah. It's incredibly fucking boring. If they bring back small ball and, you know, two men on with two outs and you got to hit a single, you know, that kind of thing is so fucking exciting. And that's what was so good about baseball. Yeah, we had people who hit home runs, but at the same time that the games were good, they were fun to watch. So it the more you can do to speed up the game and make small ball a thing, I think is going to be helpful for the league. Well, and there were guys that made their careers on that. Look at Ichiro for his 
30 years in baseball. Yeah. Um, he was a small ball guy. He's not going to well, hit. He, he was the he was the king of the slap signal to the opposite field. I mean, that's, like, yeah, yeah, I'm gonna get absolutely. I'm gonna get on base and I'm gonna force you to right. Yeah. Get and Ken, Ken Griffey was the same way. He had power, mm-hmm. but he also could get on base and just run around. You know, like all those great players do have those dual threats, and there's a lot um, of those players now. They just have been trained to play baseball bad. And well, that's that's analytics. HGH. Yeah. Was that, a small ball guy. That's that's analytics. That they looked at the numbers and said, if you swing for the fences, we'll score more runs, we'll win more games. That's essentially how those numbers laid out. Unfortunately, yeah, right. if you swing for the fences like that, you're going to strike out a shit ton more. Right. Yeah. Uh, it makes for boring thing, baseball, <laughs> or you're going to walk a lot. Yeah. Right. And the other good thing, and I don't know if you guys have seen this or not, but there was a, a news story the other day that. Uh, up to this point in spring training, the games are 26 minutes shorter on Thank average God. than they were last year. Thank, um, so, Thank God. And that's only going to increase, I think. Yeah. That's that's right about what they need to uh, get them to is about 25, 30 minutes shorter. Yeah, they need to cut a half I think an you'll hour see about yeah. – yeah. I think you'll see about that. And that, that increase of play is that, you know, it, it'll, it'll all – help fix itself hopefully down the line and make the game more exciting at the very least like you just said right there at the very least it's going to make it more interesting to watch yeah or it should if they do what they're doing now and they kind of stick with it and let what should happen happen in this scenario don't forget that interesting this is year two of is a year two or three of pitchers have to pitch an inning i think it's year two of pitchers have to pitch an inning i believe it's two yeah two yeah, I started so that last they're, year with they're, the three batter thing. Mm-hmm. So that it, we're continuing with that, which cuts out a lot of time too. And coaches have adapted, had a year to think about it and adapt to it. And I think mm-hmm. we'll see some new ideas coming of that with the way they handle their bullpens. And you'll see a lot more long reliever type guys, which uh, tend to throw the ball a little bit slower and makes for more exciting baseball. Yeah. <laughs> right on. Okay, no. scroll. <laughs> okay, we're good. Now we're done. Now we're done. Scroll. Now we're done. Here's another upside down smiley face. There you go. We can have another good one. Good job. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> All right, time for final thoughts and pimping of things. Tank, what do you got, brother? Um, yeah, find me on uh, Tank Knox and uh, Knox Nostalgic on Facebook, Instagram, all those things. Um. I don't really, I don't know. I'm waiting to see. I really wonder what's going to happen with this last two weeks or these next two weeks before the beginning of the year starts in the NFL. I think there's going to be a lot more stuff coming out in the free agency market the next couple of weeks. And I'm kind of excited to see, especially the quarterback market, to see what happens there. So, yeah, we're going through the, um, what do they call it? The, non-tampering tampering season right now at the yeah. combine this is where mm-hmm. the agents talk to the coaches and it's right. this they, is where all this is the what the combine is all about so yeah. you have you know 10 scouts there for the team each team looking at these guys then you have the execs talking to all these free raging apps even though reps and trying to set up contracts and they're able to get away with it because they're not actually talking to the players it's fascinating mm-hmm. but yeah you're absolutely right there's going to be a lot of stuff coming out in the next couple of weeks Mark, what do you got? Basubaha, he's number four. 
Oh, I I do have a joke for you though. Uh oh. Tank, you know this one. I I promised I would say it on the air, even though I think he turned it off at this point. You just thought of it, didn't you? Go for it. <laughs> should I should I do it in Mac language? Yes. So Matt, you know, there are only Hell no to the no 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 Hell to the no Hell to the no to the no 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 Hell no no I'm taking that out in post. <laughs> I can do that now. <laughs> do you have anything good to say? <laughs> that wasn't uh, a question. <laughs> uh, join us next week for nerds, I guess. And uh, um, yeah, we'll do some stuff. That we'll will probably Mandalorian episode one. I'm assuming next week. Yeah. Oh yeah, I gotta watch that. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, you'll be uh, uh, kingless next week. I'll be in Nashville. Oh, well, I know. Have fun. Bring some tendies back for me. Some some Hattie B tendies. <laughs> Yum. So good. <laughs> well, as always, you can find my brothers and idiots on Facebook. Just search that name. Get it to you in the Facebook group at the Idiot Goons on Twitch and Twitter. Mark's Twitter is at Poffle Time. My Twitter is at Poffleupagus. And find me on TikTok at, at King Goon Smoke. No idea what I'm doing this weekend, so I'll go figure something out and throw it on there. Uh, as always, uh, for Tank Goldagoon, uh, the absent Muti. We love you, Muti. The absent dipshit. We love you, Muti. We love you, dipshit. Um, dipshit, we love you almost as much as Gene Mingo. <laughs> Would like to welcome our new listener from the Czech Republic. <laughs> I just like the Czech Republic. Uh, Thanks, take, guys. <laughs> take care of yourselves. Take care of your families and take care of each other. This has been my brothers and idiot. We'll catch you next time. See ya. <laughs>